We're live. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. I was told that at the beginning of every single lesson, video, Zoom call, podcast that I do, I say, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it's your signature. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Is anybody listening? We're not, are we live? That's apparently what I always follow up. Hello, hello, hello with. We do have a listener. That's funny. Uh, I feel like every we also have a signature that every time we come on our show, we're just getting on. So we're just not saying hello to each other, too, and laughing because we're late. And <laughs> it's very funny to be late. <laughs> it is. That's so much humor to the day. My gosh, there's a lot of hammering on my end. I'll try and mute myself if it gets too bad. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I love it. Alice, I missed you last week. I know. I was sad I couldn't be there. Tell everybody what what you did for all the people on my end too. All right. So last Friday, so I just got home from being away since last Friday, but I we had our first ever Clutter Boss retreat, which was phenomenal. Uh, that was Sunday through Thursday up in Lake Placid, New York. And on Friday before that, so when we would normally do it, be doing our podcast, I have... Um, a 14-year-old daughter who wants to become a 46er. And a 46er is somebody who climbs the 46 highest peaks in New York State. So all of the peaks that are over 4,000 feet, well, except two of them are not over 4,000 feet, but their measuring was like a little off back in the day. So you still have to climb these mountains with no view. <laughs> like not exactly. <laughs> anyway, being a 46er is like a massive accomplishment. And I think you know, when you hear that somebody's a 46, you're like, oh, great, you did 46 hikes. But these hikes are so, so, so hard. So Anastasia and I left last Friday morning early, 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 because, you know, most of them take the vast majority of the day, if not overnight to hike because they're so long. And we did a shorter, shorter one. It only took us seven hours. Wow. Um, but it was phenomenal. And so we have, it was our fifth high peak. So right now we're fivers, but so, <laughs> we've done so five. She's, she's done five with you. I didn't realize that you guys did hiking together. That's really cool. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, so it was really fun. Uh, it was really nice to spend the day just with her. Mm. And then of course, you know, the hiking, and the, the beginning of the first like four miles were flat and easy. And then you just go straight up. <laughs> oh, wow. Straight up for a long time. <laughs> That's so impressive. So how long do you think it takes to become a 46er? Years. I mean, most people, it takes years. Some people, you know, knock it out quickly. But um, for most people, it really takes years because there's just, it's, it, the, the hikes are hard and long. And um Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if a seven hour hike is a shorter one, I can imagine. <laughs> one of the shortest ones. <laughs> wow. So are most of the others like go, go into overnight or, or how does that? It really depends. So like there's a couple of like series of like ranges, like mountain ranges. And so most of the peaks are on like a series. So you could do them. It, it, it makes more sense. Okay. So here, for example, the last two that we did, they were Algonquin and Iroquois. And to get to Iroquois, you have to go up Algonquin, down a little bit, and then back up for Iroquois. There's no other like route up to Iroquois. So 
we, you know, and it's called orphaning. If you go up Algonquin and just leave the one that you could get <laughs> while you're up there. So that one was like a 15 hour day. We did two peaks in one day. It was pretty brutal, but also phenomenal. Um, wow. But there's like, so there's all sorts of, you know, and there's another peak up there, right, that we skipped because it was just, we, you know, we would have lost our daylight then. And there, these, these are not like trails that you want to be on when you can't see because there's mm. a lot of like um, rock scrambling, like serious rock scrambling uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. The whole thing. Wow. That is so cool. Yeah. What a fun thing that your daughter's got that adventurous spirit too. I know. I just, for the record, when we were about a quarter mile from the top of the one that we did on Friday, she was like, I don't want to be a 46 er anymore. <laughs> It's like me either. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> then you get up there and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's amazing. Not always how it is. <laughs> then you, I mean, coming down is so, it's I think harder than going up because your legs are so tired and you're, you just have to be so, it's like, so it's like all rock scramble or like you're basically walking in a riverbed that's going straight down you know, so you have to be so careful where you step and how you step and your legs are so tired. It's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know that I would want to do that. <laughs> you never know until you try it. <laughs> if I showed you the pictures, you might change your mind. I know. Your pictures are amazing. They do make me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so Allison, can I share with you the other major, well, the a major takeaway besides the fact that I start everything saying hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a retreat with 20 people, uh -huh. give or take, right? Which, and it was, it was so, so, so good. But of the 20 people that were there, 20 people said to me, I totally thought you would be way taller. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why your name <laughs> we got titles on today and just as a special one <laughs> i am only five three <laughs> i'm only five four okay so there you go how tall did you guys think allison was <laughs> and not I'm also not tall but they all said it repeatedly. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so surprised. Biggest takeaway, Jess's height. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> so, so you had a wonderful first retreat that you made happen. That's awesome. So proud of you. It was incredible. It really actually exceeded my expectations. That's so. Awesome. That is awesome. I'm so happy and for Margie, everybody to go. Margie in the so Margie was on our podcast before. Um, okay. Hey Margie, do you want to come on and share what you did on the retreat? <laughs> Let me know in the comments, and if so, we can bring you on. Um, Tammy, okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad that we are the same height. <laughs> Maybe it is just all a perspective thing. Like if you're short yourself, you just just. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, I have a large personality. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. Margie, we don't care that you just got out of bed. Margie, oh, she probably just got home. She got home super late at night. 
Um, well, Margie, can I share your story then of what you did on the first day of the retreat? So the retreat was called Falling into Empowerment. And Margie had a very special idea of how to fall into empowerment <laughs> that she executed. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you have permission. <laughs> we have permission to share Margie's story. So we were up at, in Lake Placid and it was cold and raining. So I was really focusing on the cozy vibe, right? Because <laughs> we had a nor'easter. It was in the 30s, you know. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> but we had two hikes planned, and we had a very special hiking guide who was with us, Mel from Yoga Adirondacks. If you guys are in the Adirondacks and want to go hiking with the best guide ever who will stop and do meditation and yoga with you around every bend, talk to Mel. She's oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So Mel, you know, we had what we had an easy hike and an intermediate hike. And we had to end up canceling the intermediate one because it was actually pouring down buckets of rain. And we didn't feel that everybody was properly geared for that sort of experience. But we take did right? <laughs> certain requirements. Required gear. <laughs> or as my friend says, safety second. Um <laughs> so all, the whole entire like leading up to this event, Margie was, I want to say this in a nice way, taunting another group member that not only were they going to come to the retreat, but they were going to do a polar plunge into the water. And <laughs> this other group member was taking it in stride. <laughs> but when we got there, Margie had to actually make good on her words. So we went on this beginner hike, which took like three and a half hours because we stopped and meditated and yoga and the whole thing um, mm -hmm. and observed nature and all of the things that you do to make a hike a really good experience. And when we got to the lake, Margie and Brenda and Wendy whipped off their clothing. Now they were wearing bathing suits because they were planning for this, but <laughs> in this freezing cold rain and polar plunged into the lake and it was <laughs> phenomenal to watch. I mean, like a boss. <laughs> oh my gosh, Margie. That's amazing. And Margie had no choice. <laughs> it was her idea. <laughs> She'd been taunting other people in the group about it for the whole entire run. Margie also, Margie, I wish you could be up here. So the other thing that Margie did, which I was just blown away by, was... She drove up from North Carolina to Lake Placid. It's like, I don't know, 14 hours. I don't know how long. It's a really long drive. And she's just like, oh, we'll just stop at a hotel along the way. Couldn't find a hotel. So slept in her car in a rest area on the ride up. Now, if that's not a badass. <laughs> she is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so impressive. I love it. <laughs> lots of empowering things happening so many empowering things what what a space you created for everybody to embrace their own badass <laughs> it was so 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 fun seriously that is awesome oh, let me just turn that off <laughs> you're so popular <laughs> i get constant messages all day long and i don't think it's because i'm popular <laughs> That is awesome. So what was your favorite thing, if you could pick one, about your week? 
I think just that it went well. <laughs> you know, when you put together, so Gina did most of the work, like putting, like dealing with the hotel and really, you know, she did a ton of back end work and I am forever grateful for Gina and all, everyone who I work with, they are like seriously the best of the best. And I always want to make sure that they stay with me. So, <laughs> we, we've been talking a lot about why people are leaving jobs and how uh, just, you know, upper management when they don't recognize and and really appreciate and show appreciation for the people who work for them it destroys your morale and really makes you want to leave your job and I have the deepest appreciation for the people that work with me I think you guys are just so amazing phenomenal I mean I I can't like say thank you enough and Gina she is just, she is so relaxed <laughs> and zen <laughs> about everything and, and detail oriented. So it's like the exact opposite of how I operate. It's so, so good. So anyway, it was just, it was a relief that it all went so incredibly well. And my biggest takeaway is that I want to do way more in-person events, like a lot yeah. more, which was not what was on my radar when I went into this, I was like, we'll do this retreat. We'll do another one in, you know, six months and we'll do another one six months after that. And cause we need to be meeting each other in person, but I actually want to go and be in front of a live audience. Like that's Wendy pointed out to me. That's how this whole thing started was when mm -hmm. I was doing workshops and libraries in front of a live audience and like live in-person audience. Um, and I so want to do that again. They put the microphone in my hand, Allison and I like could not stop. Like <laughs> you were born for it. You're born for the stage. Don't give me a microphone. It's gonna go on forever. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. What a cool thing to um to really let come back into your life. Because it was it was all start starting in in-person stuff, and then you brought it all online into the academy that you created. Well, and then COVID and done, also. And right? then COVID. Right. Right. But it also takes a certain kind of person, I think, with a certain kind of gifting to do in-person things. <laughs> I think they're really fun to participate in. I don't know if I like the overall figuring it all out. I want to well, go be part Gina. of one. That's why right. <laughs> we just all need Gina. <laughs> Gina, yeah. you're so loved. So I'm so curious uh, if you guys want to share with me and Allison in the comments, what type of events you would be interested in going to, for, to. I, you know, I'm trying to think of how, cause we have to justify everything to ourselves and other people around us, right? We don't have mm -hmm. to, but we have to. So Allison, this might be a good mindset topic to talk about. Yeah. I was thinking if I do live speaking engagements, I would call them clutter conferences, because it's pretty easy to say I'm going to a clutter conference. But to say I'm just going to see a speaker or something doesn't feel like as justifiable. I don't know. Am I wrong about that? Um, yeah, I think I mean, I think the way you title something is really helpful to just make it have an understanding of what you're what you're doing, because we do we we buy on emotion and we have to justify ourselves logically in our minds after we think about wanting things. So you can already have this whole, you know, audience of people who wants to come just because they know you so well now and wants to be part of it. But our logical mind does want to know like, okay, what am I actually doing there? And what am I getting out of it? 
Right. So if you say you're going to a clutter conference, it sounds very justifiable because you're going to come back with real skills, right? So uh -huh. we have to start with skills, even though it's all mindset, really, at the end of the day. <laughs> we always bring people in with the action steps, and then they find out that it's all in your mind afterwards. <laughs> This is yes. the big bait and switch. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Oops. But it's how we get you moving. I mean, that's the that's the no, key that's how we function success. as humans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's how we're we're created to function because we understand actions. It makes sense, like it makes sense with um that's why all of us love step by steps and we love, okay, tell me the how and give me the what. And then once you get started into the process, then it's easier to even have then, then you have a space to even understand the things that come up mentally, what was behind it all the whole time. You kind of need that to even get it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I feel like whenever, I, I feel like I coach a variety of, of different kinds of people, but a, a lot of the people that I coach do come first with this idea of like, I just want to experience a better life. I want to have better relationships. I want to go pursue something that I want to do, or I want to just be happy and enjoy myself more. And so those are all, you know, that's all that same kind of thing. It's the actions that you want and experience you want to have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you be have, would you have options of joining via zoom for those of us that are distance away? Yeah. So we actually thought about how we could incorporate a zoom audience. I just didn't want to commit to that without knowing the Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> but now we know that, that the mirror lake in where we had our retreat, it has excellent Wi-Fi, and we will definitely have an option to join via zoom for upcoming events for sure. Do you want to do it in the same location? Or do you so next year we, we want to do like an annual Lake Placid because the location was really, really, really perfect. The hotel was, I mean, it was ideal, right? It was absolutely ideal. We had our own, one of the key things for me was that I wanted to have 24 hour access to a conference room because mm -hmm. I wanted everyone to be able to go in there whenever they wanted to, not just for our workshops and everything, but say you wanted to meditate or do some yoga or have a miracle morning. I wanted to have access to that conference room all the time. And most of the hotels that we talked to were very restrictive about the conference room. Like, oh, well, it has to be, we have to know your exact setup every single day. And like, there's oh. no power of flexibility here. We need, <laughs> the Mirror Lake Inn was like, here's the conference room. Here's another room. How much can we give you? You know, mm -hmm. and they were so flexible and so accommodating. And we had two fireplaces in our main conference room. So we actually... It was so cozy. There were couches. It didn't look like a corporate conference room. It looked mm -hmm. like a clutter boss conference room. <laughs> there were restaurants yeah. and spas. You didn't need a car. I'm looking at the comments here and reading. It was the, the major disadvantage was that it was a difficult location to get to. But once you were there, it was ideal. So uh, we're definitely going to try and do an annual one in Lake Placid and then have another one or one or two or however many in other locations that are a little bit more accessible. So that's cool. Yeah. Have you ever thought about like taking it on the road and like all over? Yes. That's what I'm yeah. thinking about doing. That's now. what, that's what, yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you want to come to Ohio? <laughs> I do. I'll do. You want to have a clutter conference in Ohio? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My gosh, Allison, you would have to be a keynote speaker though. Well, I mean, I could do that. 
<laughs> you come to my state, I can do that. <laughs> All right. That's what, cause I, so I want to start next, like, I want this to be like a 2022, like kick it off, start, you know, start doing this right away. And just, cause it's, it was so invigorating to be in front of people and talking to live humans that I could see and joke with. And, you know, yeah, there's something, there's something about the tangible human interaction that I just crave so much. So I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So we'll put, we'll put Ohio on the calendar for next year. I have a couple of cities already picked out. So yay! (laughs) I don't know how this is all going to happen, but it's going to happen. And I don't need to know the details. We're just putting it out to the universe. That, that right there is just perfect. I love it how you're like, I don't need to know the details. We're just going to put it out there. We're going to get it started because that's how anything starts. That's how anything right. happens. Right. There's a lot, there's a, there's a whole, like a whole like trail we could go on with that alone that so many people just don't, don't do things because of the the fear of how it's all going to work out. And I we love that about you. In here. Did I have, have we talked about how people in Ohio seem to have a lot of clutter because there's so much <laughs> Ohio in all of my groups. <laughs> or for some I'm not reason, surprised. Lands in Ohio more. I don't know. I have. For, it seems like I have a disproportionate number of Ohioans <laughs> in across all of my groups. It's the Ohio. It's uh, yeah. I could see that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> We've got someone saying Orlando. That'd be fun too. Yeah, Orlando. The thing is. I hate going to big cities like <laughs> where uh, there's yeah. a lot of commercialism. Now, yeah. Orlando will definitely happen at some point because I have family in Orlando. So it's like an easy, you know, but like, like Vegas and Orlando, like I oh, just yeah. don't care for like commercial, very commercialized. I feel like it's the antithesis of what we talk about and mm-hmm. all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like consumerism. It's all yeah. about consumerism. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Ohio is pretty. Ohio is pretty, Diana. I agree. <laughs> it's very pretty right now. Yeah. Wisconsin sounds amazing also. <laughs> yes. Jess, you're gonna you're gonna have we're you're gonna do the whole show on the road. You're gonna be everywhere. That's awesome. Um, I have to share with you, I put this on my Instagram story yesterday. But when I posted, I posted on my Instagram story thinking of taking the show on the road, like, where should I go, blah, blah, blah. And my daughter responded and she says, bruh, which is what my kids call me, B-R-U-A. <laughs> bruh, you got to teach dad how to do dishes if you're going to go on a speaking tour. <laughs> when, I have to know, when, um, when did they start calling you bruh? Because this is like... I'm seeing this everywhere and I want to know the age that this starts so I can prepare myself. This is a pretty recent thing. I would say maybe 13-ish. Okay. All right. So I've got a couple of years. Colleen and I were talking about this. Colleen's one of my coaches and she said that she saw like a comedian or someone sharing, you know, everyone prepares you as a mom for when they go from, you know, like mama to mommy to like, you know, whatever, but nobody prepares you for the transition to bra. <laughs> I just, I can't do that. It makes me feel very cool. I have to say that I'm referred to as bra. Like. It makes you feel cool. <laughs> when did it change from bro to bra? 
I thought I bro was the word. <laughs> when they first were saying it, I thought they were saying bra. I'm like, why would you call somebody a bra? They're like, bra. It's bra. <laughs> Ma. Duh. <laughs> it's like, duh. It's like, bra, yes. duh. Bra, duh. <laughs> Oh my god. There's other things that they tell me that I kind of forget. And then I'm like, wait, what did, what did that mean again? Like, what is what is that word? Bus it. This is another one. Bus in. I had like on our hike a very long detailed discussion about when it's appropriate to say bus in. I don't know this word. <laughs> I mean, I think it means like I agree, it's good. Something like so. Like if I serve dinner and the girls liked it, they're like, Mom, this is bussin. Like what? <laughs> oh gosh so it's like literally i have to learn a new language for when they hit teenage years yes you absolutely have to learn teenage language and also acronyms is the other thing that i found out from like looking at my kids text messages and whatever i can't even understand half of the things that they're writing because it's all acronyms it's all like just like a string of letters that do not make up a word they all like represent a word or a phrase that i have to then go to the urban dictionary and figure out (laughs) what is this word or phrase that is in the, so every, so it's like, basically like it's learning a new language. So you have like the, you know, the text message here, the translation or the translator here, which is the urban dictionary. And for every single string of letters, you have to compare that to the urban dictionary. And then the urban dictionary, sometimes there's multiple meanings and you're like, did they mean this really disgusting one or this less disgusting one? So you have to put it into context very confusing. <laughs> oh my god! I'm not kidding. <laughs> that, I, Denise, that one's good to know. Parent over shoulder. P-O-S oh, equals yes. parent over shoulder. I, I also mean piece of, you know, uh, that's right, what I'm saying. Like, like, you, know? <laughs> you have multiple meanings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> but I think when we were kids, we probably had words that our parents didn't know or I don't remember. Of. Like I can't. I mean, like do is that like D O H? Do oh yeah oh yeah I remember that one. But I don't remember a lot of slang. It's an odd thing. I'm like it I don't re- even remember that time of my life hardly at all. <laughs> Showing my age, I guess. There's but... also like there's other language like um. So is it sweater weather means like that somebody asking you about your gender or your sexual preference? Um, so that's I like didn't a know any of that either. Right? So, I was like, I thought that was a common false statement. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was too. Oh dear. Yes, I might be in trouble. <laughs> so all this code talk. Viral <laughs> so so your daughter called you out on teaching her husband how to do dishes well she actually called out her dad but that's maybe actually a good thing if you were to just step away for a bit and let everybody figure it out oh I think it's a great thing I'm fully I mean so my kids both cook so like and they so when I they came home we were away for the weekend and then I went to my conference and they came home with my husband and they instacarted groceries that they needed and figured out how to, you know, meals. Um, but nobody likes to do the dishes. And Anastasia sent me another funny text message that was like, 
dad said, I did the dishes for you. And then it's like a picture of the sink where everything is soaking. Because one of my husband's techniques to avoid doing dishes is to like say that everything needs to be soaked, which (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's alone in that one. I've heard from other people that that's like a common way that other people also avoid doing dishes with the soaking everything needs to be personally <laughs> soak all like for me the dishes are done when the sink is totally empty everything is dried and put away if it doesn't fit in the dishwasher hand wash it like just get every dish done mm-hmm. there is no soaking you can scrub <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny so so the the thought there on his mind is that if i let it soak for you then i am then exempt from the actual having to wash part. Like, like then I've done the out. work. Like I can't do those dishes because there's stuff on them. So they have to soak first. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, I helped you out. I soak. He'll actually say like, Oh, I helped you out by soaking everything. It's not a help. <laughs> the, but the water goes cold so fast. Like every it's time that I soak anything, I forget about it for an hour. And then that was pointless. Because I don't yes. want to put my scrubbing in cold water. <laughs> So I agree with my kids. My husband will have to learn how to actually do dishes or not. I mean, they'll survive either way. (laughs) Doesn't matter to me. When did your kids start um, preparing meals themselves? (laughs) Because I really should show you the video that Anastasia sent me. Feeling a little bit behind on what I'm teaching my kids. they, They have always been preparing meals and cooking with me. For their whole entire lives. I can't say for sure when they start preparing meals by themselves, but they're fully capable of preparing meals by themselves, start to finish now, both of them. So that is awesome. Yeah. That that is an area that that I personally hate. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like trying to teach them at the same time as I'm trying to teach myself, <laughs> which works to some extent. Have um, a high priority. You know, with one thing, one way you can teach your kids to cook is to do those meal delivery services where you have to prepare them still, like mm-hmm. uh, I think like HelloFresh or mm-hmm. what's that? Blue, uh, Blue Apron. So mm-hmm. those are really, really good to teach kids how to cook, also because they have all the instructions and everything is like pre-measured in little packages. It's not environmentally super friendly, but <laughs> prioritize your sanity. Um, <laughs> I had like, we went through a phase of blue apron and the kids could do all, like, I would just give them the whatever, just everything was there and ready to go. And they just had to actually cook it. So that's a good, like easy entry point for cooking. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to see the video that Anastasia sent me of her cooking the tacos? It's actually hilarious. Yes, please. <laughs> all right. Hold on. I got to pull it up on my screen here. <laughs> Um, I've been showing everyone not to like, totally not to like say, oh my gosh, look at my daughter, but to say like, oh my God, your kids are so capable. Like let them be capable, like empower them to do stuff. And so then they can just, you know, they're good. They can take care of themselves. It's like, it's so good. Um, Liz saw the video already. She, she, yeah, it's, it's very entertaining. All right. Let me see how I can actually share this. Start talking, Allison. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I, I think all the time about how I'm going to make my kids capable, like how I'm there, how I'm going to actually feel like I did what I wanted to do when I send them out into the world. 
And I, I saw this um, post one time about um, a lady having her daughter do the, the grocery budget and like figuring it all out and like itemizing all these things and figuring out what they needed because she was making her wildly capable. And I just love that phrase, wildly capable. And it's always stuck with me. It's also really easy for me to like slip into judgment about about myself, like, oh, I haven't taught them this and I haven't taught them this. And, what a, you know, they're so behind on all these things. But um, one of the one of the things that I've just been really thinking about is how do I in very, very small amounts teach them things like so that I don't feel overwhelmed in all the stuff that I'm trying to get in their head before they leave my my house. <laughs> but I also feel like we're getting something moving along the way, just inch by inch. I had my son do dinner the other night and he did spaghetti. So that was um, actually the first time he's ever cooked dinner. And I pretty much showed him everything, but then like I went to the gym. <laughs> so it was like, here's exactly what you're gonna do, and what you're gonna look for. And I'm leaving and all here's what I'm gonna help you with when I come back. And I just feel like those kind of little steps are all that I can really handle right now. They they can't survive on their own by any stretch of the imagination, but I do feel like they're building a lot of confidence in themselves. Cause I think that's really what it's about is their confidence in each of the steps. And I feel like I'm building a lot of confidence them in them right now with keeping the house picked up. That's been a big focus of ours and like the different steps of cleaning. That's been a thing I've been trying to focus on a lot for the past several months. So I think it's, it's just a lot of life skills. Yeah, like, it's all life skills and it's never too so many late, though. Right? <laughs> It's never to learn them. It's not like you miss the boat on teaching your kids how to cook. Like I didn't learn how to cook until I was in college. And I taught yeah. myself with the via the food network. Right. I never had cable growing up. Like I went to college. I think the food network it was just like maybe getting maybe it was around. I don't know. It's just getting maybe it wasn't just getting started. I don't know. It was just getting started for me. But I taught myself how to cook on the food network, uh, with the food network. I don't think it's ever too late. So don't beat yourself up. Like well, I feel like sometimes like it's like it's so late that I am doing this <laughs> because I haven't, I just really haven't had the interest. And I know a lot of what a lot of it was, there was like some fears involved, but also I, I like to make things that last <laughs> food is not something like that. So it frustrates me. You can but, make it last a little bit. <laughs> like five minutes. <laughs> All right. I think I figured out how to share this um, video. Let me see if it works. I had to convert it. It's you so tech savvy. It is. All right. So Anastasia put this on TikTok or it's a TikTok. I don't know anything about TikTok, but this is a TikTok. Uh, it's, a, it's like a speed it up. She's making tacos for dinner. So. Okay. <laughs> it is. meat. He's 14, by the way. There's some scary knife stuff in here. I'm just going to warn you. Yes. 
like taking notes. Powder. <laughs> Olive oil. Pepper. Salt. And... awesome because I think that and somebody else said this uh, a show a clutter a clutter network I think there's something it. about putting something into a production that makes it so much more fun so I, I know I know I have been showing that video to everyone because it just makes me laugh so much I showed it to my husband because of course she didn't share it with him even though he was there right he was like at home but she was just doing that thing. He goes, oh my God, this is scary watching her with that knife. I'm like, well, where were you? <laughs> You're like, you were there. Did you not see it at the time? <laughs> but I mean, she totally like, you know, she's been using knives for her whole life with supervision. My supervision, clearly. <laughs> so she's fine. I mean. One of the, the first cooking classes that I ever took was um, knife skills. And that really changed, like, even my thoughts on what I could do because everything seemed so long before. And now it's like, oh, it's really just like this. And just the skill of learning how to use that. That's awesome. Yeah. Learning how to use a knife is a really big skill that uh, mm -hmm. another thing that people don't like, I don't remember being taught how to use a knife to actually mm -hmm. chop, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. nobody taught me that. It's kind of scary too. <laughs> like my my husband just um, sharpened sharpened my my favorite good kitchen knife, and I'm like, oh, now I don't know if I want my kids to use this. Like I'm really nervous. <laughs> it's safer when it's sharp than when it's dull. Is it like a sharp knife is safer than a dull knife because you have more opportunity for accident with a dull knife if it doesn't actually cut, and then it, it can still cut you. Mm -hmm. But like a sharp knife is actually a safer safer knife. Okay, that's a good thought. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> 
I'm just seeing like a slice, a whole end of a finger off. <laughs> yeah, well, you can be careful. <laughs> but if you teach them how to use, like how to hold it correctly. So I always, you know, I always had them put one hand on the end, like the sharp end of it and then lift like, so they could like pivot up with the other hand. So there's no chance they're going to like, actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you hold down the end of the sharp, the sharp end with one hand, loosely hold it down and then just go up and down with the other hand. Mm -hmm. Then there's no ability, then your fingers aren't getting underneath or inside or, you know, I mean, you also, you know, knuckles, not fingertips. That's like, what they say to kind of like hold it like this. But then like, they also say to, to push it towards the knife, which I always found tricky to figure out. <laughs> we need knife we skills need knife lessons. lessons. Yes, we do, Amber. <laughs> YouTube, go to YouTube or TikTok. So ever the kids are, the kids are all learning on TikTok these days. TikTok is really fun. TikTok is awesome for recipes. Is it? Yes. Yeah. How long did that take her to edit that? I have no idea. I don't know, but because like there's it like a lot. I think that's the thing that I don't totally get. And they're also fast and savvy at it. <laughs> I know they're so like the editing is so, and I guess that's the, so I don't know how to use TikTok to like upload videos, but the editing is so good. And it's just the interface is really user-friendly. Mm -hmm. I've been only using TikTok to watch dance movies or videos. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to learn those. <laughs> It's a great learning platform, nice and quick. You just yeah, have, I have no idea how long it a lot of times. What's that? You just have to replay it like a lot of times. Yes. Like, wait, go, go back to that again. Exactly. That's awesome. Oh, it doesn't take any editing. You record that in mode from what I understand from my daughter. Okay, so that's helpful. Yeah, I don't, I don't know oh. anything about it. Well, maybe I need to... I need, to, I need to learn more TikTok. TikTok skills. I'm a little bit afraid of getting addicted to it because just even like going on to look at stuff, I can be on there for an hour and not even realize it. it I do think it's the easiest social media platform to get lost in. Completely. Yeah. yeah. And all you've did, like after one hour, you've watched 61 minute videos. Right. <laughs> I mean, talk about fracturing your brain yes <laughs> this is the thing about social media that um that has been such a frustration for me with just all of the stuff that I I learn and that I coach on it's like our brain gets so addicted to the endorphins it's like switching channels and the back and forth and, and it's so much of splitting up information that now we don't even know how to sit for several minutes without that which really, so really disrupts any kind of true intentional thinking and being. I know. Yeah. What are your best tips for finding intentionality? Hmm. Actually doing it. Action steps, Allison. I want action <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think the biggest thing is to like developing a really high awareness because the biggest thing that, that we get lost in is just this total unawareness of what we're even doing. I mean, I, I, I do it all the time. I reach for my phone and then like, wait, I have nothing to check for. I just checked it five minutes ago. Why, why am I actually even reaching for this? And so just um, starting to be really conscious of your consciousness, like the thinking about your thinking and what you're doing. Um, I think that that kind of develops this hyper sense that you can use to identify when you're going to do things and when you're reaching for things, when there's actually no need for it. And you could just sit and just let yourself be for a minute. 
and also heightening your awareness of um, feelings in any moments, because usually when we're reaching for something, there's some kind of uh, discomfort with like within our body physically, or whether it can be labeled as emotion or not. And that is a really, really good place to be because that's the kind of thing that actually sparks our creativity and our imagination and our longer streams of consciousness. And, but it feels a little bit uncomfortable and the fear side of our brain just doesn't like that. So it just always reaches for something to fill that discomfort. It's why we run to the pantry, reach for our phone, you know, do whatever besides just sitting and being. So being really aware of just yourself in your body and then when you reach for things can give you a whole lot more choices and options for what you're going to do with, you know, at any given time of the day, which can really start to change your days and everything else. I've been thinking of doing something radical and that is using my phone just as a phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It feels scary. <laughs> I know it does feel scary. I've kind of been, I've been toying around with some ideas like that too. And so I've been really paying attention to my phone, like when I'm reaching for it. And I'm like, why, why am I reaching for that? This is really just, this is really literally just so habitual and so subconscious. And I, the thing is that I've noticed though, is that I, I have this thought that I don't have time. Like I have so much time and I'm so overwhelmed by stuff, but the only reason I have any kind of um, feeling of that at all of everything being all, like all crammed together in no time is because I'm feeling, filling every split second with information or something else all the time. And just even like five minutes of practicing this, like, okay, I'm not going to reach my phone. Suddenly I feel like there's so much spaciousness, like, but now what do I do? <laughs> like now there's time and now I don't know what to do. And now I'm bored. And then your mind starts to go with that. I do think that, that this is a reason that people have clutter is because we're scared of what happens if we have time and yeah. then we have to figure out who we are and what are we going to do? And, you know, what if, what if, what if, and actually it's a fear of, and it's not that having clutter is, I mean, having clutter steals your time, but it's also a really awesome excuse to not do other stuff that makes uh -huh. you feel uncomfortable because I have to take care of all these boxes, even though you don't actually take care of all the boxes. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's a great excuse to like prevent you from moving forward. It's a barrier. Whether you recognize it or not. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a barrier. And we do that with everything. We do that with um, literally everything. We'll, we'll set it up as almost this mask. Right. And then we can't really get to the real issues going on because what we're all sort of afraid of is, okay, once I'm in that space with all this room and all the spaciousness and all this actual time that I do have, what's that going to be like with myself in that space? And yeah. Learning how to be with yourself. And it's so crazy because learning how to be with yourself can be the, like, that's really the joy of life. The most incredible, like, then you get to decide what are the things that sound fun to me? What are the things that I've always wanted? What are the desires I've always had? And I get to actually take that seriously and think of it as an option. But it just feels we we have so much conditioning that being with ourselves is a place of shame or judgment or um, it's unknown and it's scary and we're just not going to be able to deal with our head talk or whatever that we're just we push that space away so much. 
Well, and it's also why, and there's a lot of, so in talking to so many people over the last two years, I mean, thousands and thousands, right? What comes up so often is I don't matter. I'm not, Uh, you know, my needs are not the priority. I hear this over and over and over again and have experienced it myself as well. uh You know, I don't matter. And so if I have all this time to consider my own thoughts and feelings, what difference does it make? Because I don't matter. Right. Right. I'm insignificant. Right. And that is a narrative that plays out in so many people's minds. And the problem with that is that your, your basic needs as a human are still there. And the basic feelings of emptiness are still going to be there. And so by make like by living out that story of I actually don't matter, you're just hiding the fact that you're trying to subconsciously fill those needs. Like, so it's, it's turns into like, um, resentment and bitterness and like, you know, bad relationships because I'm coming to it as a drain instead of feeling like I'm already full. So as much as we like to tell ourselves those stories, the truth is we do matter and our needs are like our basic human needs are important and are beyond basic human needs of just being a human being and what we you know bring to the world and our utter uniqueness is absolutely important and we're just hiding it behind the story because we're still living out the truths of this actually is important and it's it's so easy for Damn. us to just <laughs> yeah it's so easy for us to say those things but i'm like but you're not actually living out of that truth that's just a, a story that's hiding the real truth because right. You can look around you at, at you know, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your friends, um, any kind of actual like action things you want to do and experience in life with work or anything like that. It is all directly affected by the way in which you have a story about yourself. So if that's the story that you're going to have about yourself, you're going to see very negative things as all around because of it. Change your like story, one change of your my life. soapboxes. <laughs> one of my soapboxes. <laughs> and you can hear more from Allison at our <laughs> Ohio tour. <laughs> I love how we always like get to like the last 15 minutes and then it's like, here's all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get the like little bits out in the beginning, the catching up and everything. And then we like, you know, it's like the the big giant aha. <laughs> and then we have to name our show and end. <laughs> I know, I know. Here you go. Take it and run. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. So good. So Allison, how has your week been? I feel like I, as usual, monopolized the conversation. Sorry about that. No, no, no. So it's actually funny because I'm such a a responder that I love it when you, I I feel like I have much more to bring to the table in response. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, I knew you had a lot to talk about too. It was such a big week for you. What did I even do this week? I honestly, I feel, I, I feel like there are so many things going on and I like forget what I've even done. Like, uh, like yesterday, I, I'm getting my whole entire house, like perfectly cleaned right now, which is a big deal for me. <laughs> My kids are hard at work because they have some Halloween candy from a trunk or treat and 
they want to use it as uh, as their rewards. And I am just milking that for all it's worth. <laughs> Can we just talk about trunk or treat for a second? Did you have trunk or treat when you were a kid? I did no. not have trunk or treat. This is like I didn't have trick or treat. I didn't ever trick or treat when I was a kid. My parents not? didn't do it. We, we just didn't do it. Um, I think that I have pictures of me when I was like three. I don't really remember, but I don't remember doing it growing up at all. I think it was partly our neighborhood. We were in a pretty rough neighborhood. It had like one street that was good and then like one street that was terrible and one street that was good. It was like, it was like you didn't really know what it was. You didn't want to be out at night. Um, so I just didn't experience it. So now I kind of feel like I'm living through my kids a little bit because they have so much fun with their costumes and they have the best costumes this year. <laughs> it's so good. So my, what are they going to be for Halloween? My my youngest is one of those blow up T-Rexes. <laughs> so I love literally, that. Literally been talking about it for months. What's her else? It's so great. Um, my daughter uh, got this. It's it, I think the title of it was like a snow warrior. So it's like, it almost looks like a huntress. I think of like the hunters of Artemis. We just read all the Percy Jackson books. <laughs> and um, she, she looks awesome. It's got it's fur and a bow and arrow and this hood and stuff. It's cool. And then my son is a stick man, <laughs> a light up stick man. It looks amazing. It's all black. It's like this black sweatsuit. And it has the shape of in these like LED like tube lights of a stick man. So there's like a circle here and then a stick. So he lights up as a stick man at night. And we put like a, a black kind of mask to cover his face because it didn't <laughs> come with something like that. But you can see through it. He looks like a walking glow stick man. It's oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> it is amazing. And I'm actually dressing up this year because my one of my best friends is having a a party tonight and I'm like oh I'm gonna dress up for the first time in years so that's gonna be fun so what are you dressing up as I'm gonna be the Spartan queen from the 300 movie she's actually a real life character too and she was awesome her name was Gorgo I think funny name but she was like a freaking <laughs> awesome character <laughs> Allison Gorgo <laughs> are you dressing up this year no <laughs> do you ever I have it on occasion in the past, but only if somebody forces me to do it. <laughs> you, so you don't prefer it? You've never enjoyed it? I'm not, I don't love Halloween, but I don't hate Halloween either. But I love that I my kids do their own Halloween. And I don't like all the candy. I mean, you know, I the sugar just drives me crazy, but I try and be like chill about it in my own non-chill way. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am like, I mean, at this point, it's just, they're old enough. They do whatever they do. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's that. But, but I just don't like trunk or treat. I think that that's, <laughs> I'm not well, a big trunk or treat fan. I refuse to participate in trunk or treat. I will do trick or treat. <laughs> right. But trunk uh -huh. or treat. No. <laughs> it was something their, their school last year was putting on in their parking lot. And so um, we knew they'd see a lot of their friends there. So it was more like a way to be really, really social because everybody's rolled tight in together. So, yeah, but I understand. <laughs> so like really people pull up into a parking lot, open up their trunks and there's candy in there. Like how no, does no, they, So they decorate their cars. So like each one had a theme and they had like a whole contest. Like you're the best one. So there were some like 
some people did some really, really elaborate things, which was pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just like a way to condense it all for more social effect, I think. But we, we go around a neighborhood also that we do every year. So not my neighborhood. Mine's not super conducive for that, but it's fun. The kids like it. It's always cold. It's always freezing. That's the thing. I'm, I'm like, I love seeing you dress up. I love seeing how excited you get about this whole thing. And then by the end of the night, I'm totally done with it. Well, and that's right. If you're in the northern part of the country, Halloween is freezing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need like a warm costume. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every time. And it, it's always like, it's always, even this year, it felt like the weather stayed pretty warm for a long time, but just drops right at the time when you're all going to be wearing costumes. Right until Halloween. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. I think the dressing up is is fun, like, once every couple of years. I don't really love doing it every year. This is the first that I've, that I'll, I mean, it's been years. I don't even know the last time I dressed up. But. Oh, I do. I do. I The last time I dressed up, I was pregnant with Connor. So six years ago. And I was an easy button. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a big easy button there. <laughs> I love that. I know. It's so fun. We actually made Anastasia. We like basically have an amazing costume every other year for the kids. Or we did, you know, when we were making their costumes. But Anastasia one year was a table and a lampshade. And so we actually made her this whole like. But then it turns out she couldn't easily walk because she couldn't see the ground. Oh, no. So that's yeah. quite impressive. But it <laughs> looks really thing. good. <laughs> I I will tell you, and this is only like I, I love crafts, like making really interesting things like that. I don't have a lot of time, but I love the idea of it. I used to do more of that stuff. But then I'm like, what do I do with it? It's like any of my big art projects, it's hard to throw things away when you put a lot of work into it, but also I don't think I'll ever use this again. <laughs> we have the pictures and the memories, Allison. The pictures and the memories and let it live for like a couple of weeks and then say goodbye. Right. Let the kids play with it for a little while. And then, you know, yes. it's, it, 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 that was its lifespan and that's okay. That's a good way of putting it. That was its Everything lifespan. has a lifespan. Some is a long, yeah. some is short, is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's good good thoughts to hold on to. <laughs> All right. So we're at the end of our hour and we need a name. We need a subtitle for our podcast. So drop your suggestions into the comments and I quickly will backtrack because there's about 10 questions in here about my short clutter coach. Um, if you <laughs> missed the beginning, <laughs> when we went on our retreat this week, the number one thing that I heard and people's main takeaway was that I'm much shorter than they anticipated. <laughs> so now I just, I'm going to put this out there. I'm only 5'3". I love being 5'3". This is not a bad thing. <laughs> I am not tall. Not a problem. <laughs> I would, I've never seen myself as tall. I've never thought other people are going to think that I'm tall. But in the age of Zoom everything... You don't know somebody's height. I guess you can imagine them, even though you see them every day almost, right? You can imagine them to be a certain way and they are not. So I just want to clarify. I want to manage everyone's expectations for when you meet one person. I am short. And I am not much taller, just by an inch. In case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so we have no comments about our title. Hmm. Ah, packages. There we go. What we talked about retreats, knife skills, getting on the road, getting out of your own way, Halloween, how much I dislike trunk or treating. And being short. And being short. How can we wrap all that up? What is the common theme? There is no common theme. That could be our title. No common theme. No common theme. <laughs> well, um, as usual, I am not going to be any help with titles. This is why I. <laughs> mosh posh day. That's right, Rochelle. Mosh posh day. Uh, I am here using knives on the road. I like that, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Knife skills and travel. So much to learn. <laughs> intentionality why people clutter a little of this and a little of that <laughs> hiking and knives we have such a good crowd just just so good i love i love that we ask for something and you just like here we go all the, all the options <laughs> we need to come up with our own acronym that teens don't understand <laughs> there we go there we go. We're going to make an acronym for this show that's just going to have a little bit of everything in it and it's not going to make sense. Exactly. Knife skills and mindset skills. K-S-M-S. <laughs> Be conscious of your conscious. Yes. Denise, yes. I love that one. Something about rotary dials. <laughs> That would be great. Just put something in the title that actually has nothing to do with the 10 things we talked about. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. We'll just have to like. We'll think about it. We'll have. Yeah. Kids don't get that. That's right. <laughs> kids don't even get how to make a phone call. You don't know how to say hello or goodbye. Which I've noticed. We could just call this one bruh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the perfect title. <laughs> oh that's great bruh, all right, duh. Bruh, all right. Bruh, duh. i like bruh, duh. <laughs> there we go well i hope that everyone listening has a phenomenal weekend if you're doing that thing where you're listening to us later on go ahead and like and subscribe um and bruh it was awesome talking to you <laughs> it was awesome bruh <laughs> as always i don't think I, you're yeah. using it right though i I don't know how to use it. I feel like I just like laugh when I say it. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Becky, I found a friend in my town who's also a Clutter Boss member. Oh my gosh. I oh, love that. Awesome. Meet up. <laughs> Post pictures. It's, it's going to be a endearment with a hint of frustration. Is that oh. what the Urban Dictionary says? <laughs> oh I would agree. That's very accurate. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, we'll see you next Friday. Allison, are you around next Friday? I'm around next Friday. Yep, I'll be here. All right, we're gonna we'll be live next Friday. <laughs> All right. Bye Thanks everyone. Coming, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, Jess. Goodbye, 